Hi, we'd say welcome to Web3 Digital Marketing Entrepreneurship Podcast. It was previously known as Jeff's Marketing Academy. I just renamed it. So uh, it's so great to have you here. Uh, so please tell a little bit about yourself and how you started your journey in Web3 and marketing and everything so far. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff for having me. I was going to say Jeffrey. Do you prefer Jeffrey or Jeff? Everything is fine, to be honest. <laughs> Even JB <Okay>. is fine. <laughs> JB, I like that. Um, thank you for having me, JB. Uh, my name is Ritzy Periwinkle. My name is Marissa, but, but everyone knows me as Ritzy Periwinkle. It's my moniker. And, um, I, you know, I come from music and art industries. And it was, a, you know, basically a podcast, uh, a Twitter space at a Google Meet that got me into Web3. I have friends in the art world that... Uh, I believe it was like 2021 or end of 2020 that we're coming out with the NFT. Hmm. And we were like, what is that? <laughs> and my friends, you know, and they're high profile artists. They're like, we don't know what that is, but we're going, we're releasing one with a company. Hmm. So then I went to the rabbit hole. Then I listened to um, Tim Ferriss's episode hmm. with um, Chris Dixon and Aval Ravikant. And that just opened my world into beyond NFTs. Mm. And then that's what started my journey. So I wanted to know everything there was, you know, there was to to know about it at that time. And then I entered my first ever web um, Twitter, Twitter space. And um, that's where I met my partner, founder of Ola Metaverso. Now I'm a partner in that company. Time flies. If you if you're in Web3, you know, uh, a month is like a year in Web3. So it's been about a year and we launched Ola Metaverso, which is um, we provide marginalized people with education, networking resources needed to thrive in Web3. We also provide community minded leaders and builders um, with stable platform to see to for them to be seen and heard. And we do this via meetups, workshops and larger events throughout the United States and Latin America. Um, mm -hmm. So now I'm here. I'm deep into Web3. It's been an amazing journey. It's uh, something that my um, husband and people in my life that know me well say that they haven't seen me this passionate about something new in a long time. So that's how I'm here. That's really good. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, uh, the passions, I think everything is coming because uh, it's pretty new, right? Like it's Web3, I think a lot of people still talking, you know, in a way that it's kind of a an outdated one, but I think it's still very new. You know, the transition is might be taking over a decade or anything to happen. So, you know, it's just one curious thing I found in all of your LinkedIn posts is that uh, in the workshops you mentioned as IRL. What is that actually? Mm. In real life. Why? <laughs> Why people can't say in real? I mean, I've seen this in a lot of uh, reels, like, you know, the workshops, IRL. I was like, what's IRL? IRL? I, I was really, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like 25 and still I can't figure that out. I was like, oh my God, I have gone too old already. I was like, okay, it's in real life. Wow. But is this a term that recently coined in like, you know, these years or is it like happening all the time? It's been around for a while, but I think what I've learned and I had to learn quickly is that, you know, Web3 has its own vocabulary, you know, I'd enter spaces or I'd see, you know, articles or, you know, watch it, listen to podcasts, watch, um, read articles and stuff. And it would be like, what are these terms? And I think they adopt a lot of, um, of words and they use them differently. So, mm. you know, that someone's part of Web3 if they're using something like DGEN or, you know, hold or like all these different, uh, terms. And, um, one of my, uh, 
Associates, who is the founder of Learn, they just put together and released a, a Web3 a vocabulary link and it has like over 120 terms. Um, so yeah, so in, I would never say IRL pre-Web3, like I'm not that person. LOL, never use it, um, still don't. But it, you know, IRL, it's like all the time. And you know, Jeff, uh, uh, one thing that's also interesting that I found is that, you know, we're in web three, super tech forward, um, you know, the next iteration of the internet, but I've been meeting with people IRL in real life so much more than, you know, in the other industries in the past couple of years. And I'm talking about pre COVID, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're it's, there's a lot of connection online, like immediate, you you really connect with people, but um, there's a lot more opportunities for in real life uh, building. And it, mm -hmm. I think it takes it to another level, just like in any business, you know, uh, you, you're networking. It's like going to, you know, the old school method, especially here mm -hmm. in the States, it's like, you know, the, the old boys club of, you know, yeah. uh, going golfing or something like that. So uh, I love that the in real life component of it, it kind of strengthens you know, the networking and connections. So the people who come to your networking and everything, uh, so what kind of people are they actually? Like they are someone who is trying to enter into this Web3 or they are someone who is a coding, you know, geek or, you know, how does people, you know, who are all the types of people that actually enter into your community? So we got all kinds. We have someone that has no idea that is not very tech savvy, we have those that are beginning their journey. Mm -hmm. um, we also really try, I mean, there's, especially for, for um, you know, uh, marginalized communities here in the States, um, mm -hmm. especially black and brown uh, communities, there's this the beginning of barrier to entry of just access mm -hmm. to internet, to, to a computer, to tablet. So, you know, we try to provide opportunities for that. Um, but we have everyone from beginners to intermediate, you know, because mm. if you're in the intermediate phase, I mean, there's so much to learn and it's always evolving. Yeah. And that, I think that's what's also exciting. You know, I love data. I love learning. I'm, I'm always saying I'm a, you know, forever student until until the day that I take my last breath. Um, so, you know, I feel like we have it's a spectrum of people and we just really want to provide access because, you know, I think Latin America, the numbers are in that, you know, early adopters of this, even on a, on a you know, uh, a national level, you know, uh, on the government level. So I think you ha it's going to be part of all of our lives, just like yeah. the Internet is in different ways, whether you're someone that wants to know the real terms and want to dig deep and and do all the apps and be super tech savvy or you just want to be someone that, you know, eventually got into social media because Facebook, AKA Meta made it easy. You know, yeah. there's that spectrum of people. So um, we have them all that come to our events. That's really interesting because, um, you know, I'm also like trying to start this in the Web3 space, but you know, I have, I'm actually working in a blockchain company. So I know the basics okay. and everything, how the workings and all going. But uh, the interesting part that made me is the metaverse because uh, I may not be a big believer of the, uh, or what is it, tech, tech adaption, but I really love the ideology of Facebook and all those things because they had a vision. I mean, a lot of issues came in the way, you know, regarding the data and all that, but still, I think uh, a vision that, you know, Mark or, you know, all their uh, success had is kind of pretty great. So that's why I kind of wanted to explore all the metaverse things. And uh, the more I explore, it's like, you know, it's kind of a mind down there because 
in every blog i can see that metaverse is basically right now just for the entertainment purposes i mean now other things being explored by a lot of companies but i think from you you were in the entertainment field before right so you were like working with a lot of people in that space so how do you think that that would evolve like metaverse like is it i mean will it take like a decade or two to make that transition from an entertainment sector to actual applications like how nft was nfts were so how do you think that will come so already i think because i've been in the space for it's over a year a little bit over a year now and and the type of events that we have and we want to showcase all different types of creators and creatives i've been able to see that there's moves being made in the entertainment side as mm. far as like music um film um yeah. fashion and and beyond uh i've seen um there's uh, there's this guy that we had at our one of our larger events in bogota colombia his name is spotty wi-fi um he is known as the the first the best and only crypto punk rapper and he's mm. been able to change the the way um artists especially musicians um get funds for their work and i think it's really shaking up the entire industry because yeah. you know the example that i give is any creative is let's say an artist right say say jeff you're you're a painter and you created this amazing gorgeous painting and uh, you sold it uh, you're you're showcasing it at a, at a gallery mm -hmm. and the price is 1000 well you may or may not know that the gallery gets 50% sometimes 60% right Mm -hmm. So for purpose for to make it simple, let's say 50%, right? So you got 50%, so you got a thousand, the gallery gets a thousand. The person that bought that, that lucky person that bought your painting, your your stars on the rise, Jeff, JB, and then they sell it, they make a profit. You as an artist didn't see any of that. The gallery didn't see any of that. But, mm -hmm. you know, say you take your art and you take it, make it into an NFT. You take your song, you make it into an NFT. You write it, you get the proceeds from that. So then say I buy a, your NFT of that, mm -hmm. you know, of that print that you made a print of, right? You made an NFT of. So you you get that money, then mm -hmm. I sell it. And whatever's written on the contract, whatever's written on the uh, blockchain that says from now until the end of time, per perpetuity, you're going to get 10% of those sales, mm -hmm. right? So I get it for a certain amount. Then, you know, uh, ETH is up, um, you know, your star is up. So then I can double that money. You get that money. Mm -hmm. So there's no, you, you cut out the middle person. And I think the, the, the money goes directly to the creator. And I feel that that allows the creator to do what they do best it, it, is to create their artwork. Um, we have, um, you know, we make contact and we had him at also at that. Uh, conference Nello he's an Emmy nominated director and producer um, and so now he's doing his stuff um, via NFTs you can buy a certain level NFT and be marked as a producer a helper mm. you know uh, a supporter um, and so get all the money that way you put it out and there's all these different type of uh, perks from helping out uh, creators, uh, you know, they call it on the other side utility, like your NFT that you buy provides utility. So that means it gives you these, uh, you know, types of 
perks, if you will, from purchasing that. So I think it's already here. It's already starting that these these early adopters that are utilizing this technology are at the forefront. And I feel like larger companies are just going to, you know, try to hire them or copy them and, and use that as their business model. Got it. You know, just one point I'm really curious. I think a lot of people will definitely have this doubt is that as a podcast, even for myself, let's say that I want to use an NFT to, uh, you know, let's say if, if someone has an NFT of mine, I created an NFT and someone has that and they will get, uh, you know, a podcast consultation for free or a service for free, something like that. So we know how to create it, but how much technical difficulty is, is actually is that because to create a smart contract, or to create an NFT and you know do the programming and everything, that's still a dev area, right? The developers areas and everything. So how difficult that is? Do you think a, in a normal person, you know, like me who's starting out, uh, can do that? Or still, we need to rely a, a middleman or someone for that. Yeah, like say you, you know, you're not a technical person um, and you want someone to help you, uh, you know, write the smart contract. There's there's different. Um, um, sites and different companies that will do it. That will do it for you know a, a small fee, and and it's it's they're making it as easy as you know a enter your information and click a button. I mean, there's so many people that are I've seen within the last year where it was um, you know a, a few, and now there's even more, um, and they're kind of figuring out what their niche is. Like, oh, we're gonna be able to do this, but for creatives, or we're gonna be able to do this for attorneys or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's like different niches that are coming out too, or just, you know, we, we can do this for who whomever you are, for whatever type of project. It's, mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to make it as simple as possible. And I think, you know, your to your question, the main question was how long will it take for yeah. the universe to take its full form, to take it back to that? I mean, how long did it take for all of us to to adapt to the Internet, you know, in the beginning, you yeah. know, for, ooh, they're going to take your information. You know, what kind, what is this? And I think it's it's a couple of things. I think it's uh, user uh, experience, because right mm -hmm. now a lot of things aren't, you know, as user friendly, even for those of us that maybe may or may not be a little bit more tech savvy um, mm -hmm. that, you know, security as you know, if, if you watch the news in any form, you know, web three cryptocurrency that doesn't have a good rap right now. Um, but that's just a few in, in a crazy big world, uh, big community. Um, and then I also think it's, you know, for those that took to, I always just use Facebook as an example, because that's like the biggest, I mean, you're, you know, your grandmas are on that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> First it was the kids. And then when your grandmas are on there, you're like, oh, okay, everybody and their mother's on there. And, and so it's, when a comp when different companies figure out uh marketing when they figure mm -hmm. out we're not going to call it an nft because to some in our in this art specific demo that's a negative connotation right mm -hmm. so what are we going to call it um i think uh starbucks called theirs like a, a digital product i forget what they call it but they they try to stay away from nft smart move what to mm -hmm. do for their um uh, membership program, right? You already yeah. do it already when you buy a, a coffee, um, but you know they called it something else, and it's like where it makes it seamless, where you kind of the the masses don't even really realize that they're mm. on the blockchain. And I think once that happens in 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 the masses, then then we could say, okay, everybody's on 
you know, in the metaverse somehow, some way. <laughs> yeah, I think people will definitely run away if you, you know, throw terms at them, you know, very primarily at this now, like NFTs or blockchain, they will definitely run away because uh, this, I, I can see myself, there's a huge gap. So for example, I read this article somewhere where like around 40 or something percentage of the whole world still has not got proper internet connection services. I mean, they have not even fully explored the internet services, but right. And, and, you know, they have not even seen web one or web two. And now we, we are in web three and now we are being focused to metaverse and then blockchain and everything. And, and this another crazy thing, this chat GPT coming in, you know, and, you know, I don't want to talk about that because there are tons of people who already talked about it. But one thing I really hated when people say a particular tech can destroy industries or, you know, disrupt industries just like that, like so quick, because uh, I don't, I, I think you have heard about Uber Eats or Zomato. I don't know whether you have heard, of, yeah, you have heard of it. So yes. basically these are, you know, uh, when they came in, they didn't just rule the market overnight, right? It took like years. And even then the hotels or everyone had the, um, you know, time to adapt, but they didn't believe this could disrupt. So I think that's where the thing lies in rather than people saying, okay, uh, in because I've seen articles saying that Metaverse will fail in 2023. Of course, it's going to be, it's going to be spending a lot of money, you know, in this. And the same website wrote another article saying why Metaverse will win <laughs> in 2023. I'm like, get, get don't sit on the fence. Yeah. So don't, I, I really, I mean, what's your take? Do you think this, technological disruptions and everything people's thoughts and people who says that uh, i don't even know who these people the, these people are saying i mean they're not um you know very big shots i mean everyone is supposed to have their own opinions that's fine but it could ruin a lot of people's lives i mean with the layoffs coming in people are already enough <laughs> headache in their life and these people saying that you know chat gpt could uh, ruin a copywriter's career or you know if you're a salesperson it could ruin i mean do you have something to say okay, to yeah. that <laughs> Yes. So, you know, this past year, and I think, I think it was an interesting time for me to enter Web3 when we're still, we were still in the pandemic. Um, so I feel like I was able to see a lot more behind the curtain than I probably would have been able to. Um, one thing that really got me into this space was the change that it could provide to my community and other marginalized communities. After I dove in and I was fully into um, Web3, one of the Twitter spaces that really made, made me hopeful was um, it was people from all over different parts of Latin America. And the host was in Puerto Rico and there was a creator who said that she was in, I forget if it was Mexico or Argentina. And it was her with like three or four other families living in a house. It was her and her baby it was like her brothers. It was like a big family and other families because they didn't have enough. One of her brother's friends had a, a like a, I don't know, a computer that they pieced together. Someone had a little bit of internet connection. They found out about Web3. They learned the technology. She was an artist. Her brother taught her what to do. They figured out how to do their own smart contract. I mean, it was it was all about, the story is all about just access, right? You're saying yeah. there's still people that don't even have access to the internet at all, let alone Web 2, Web 3. So this is, it, it kind of can even the playing field because she was able to create art, make it an NFT, put it out into the world because it's crypto. Everyone was able from different parts of the world to purchase her NFT. 
she was able to change with that one computer and that one internet connection, she was able to change the lives of multiple families. Now she lives in a, you know, still a modest home, but a home nonetheless alone with her yeah. child. Everyone is able to benefit. And I feel like that's what keeps me hopeful. And, and, and that's what I look at. Yeah, sure. There's going to be people like that. He who shall not be named from the company that just took a lot of money. And there's going to be that. But there's going to be that in every industry, right? Especially when it's new. The swindlers and, and the charlatans from other industries know when they see an opportunity. So it's about, so that's why, especially why we're doing uh, the things that we're doing. Like this, I don't know when this is coming out, but in LA on January 28th, we're doing a digital wallet workshop. It's an all day event where you learn hands-on. You don't just watch a YouTube video and do it and then you're done. It's why is it like that? Why does it run like that? How does someone hack you? How do I learn how to hack? What are the what are the ways to keep myself safe? And, and that way we want to provide people with education and access so they can enter the space and learn how to navigate it in a certain way so that hopefully, you know, with that knowledge and those skills, they'll be like, no, that's not safe. I could see why this I wouldn't want to click on that link, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they get a lot of people because everyone and their mother just clicks links. <laughs> Yeah. Where are they coming from? You know, that's why I try to teach my my 10 year old. It's like, you know, he's new on Discord. He's new on these things that we just allowed him and we, we monitor. But it's like, don't talk to anyone. Uh, don't click any links. It's like yeah. basic, you know. So, yeah, I really feel that uh, there's in any industry, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be people that take advantage. Um, there's going to be, unfortunately, you know, it, you give access and people have the right to choose if they're going to do an Uber or Uber Eats. And that's going to mess up the local, uh, you know, restaurant mm. food economy. Um, you know, that's unfortunate. And, and I hate to see that. And sometimes, like you said, you don't know until they get into the business yeah. and then they they're like, oh, we let's take over all of this and let's, you know, Uber, Uber rides, let's not provide, um, you know, insurance and accountability. And it's just like, okay, you know, so it's like, what can we learn from that um, mm -hmm. to, to, to move forward? So it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, you know, it could be a little dangerous, but I feel like if you, as long as you have the, the knowledge and the access and you're part of a community, and I think that's what's important. And that's, mm -hmm. I think what's at the core of web three, if you get in the right spaces, is community. I'm not learning alone. And and when as anyone tells you they're an expert, they are wrong. <laughs> because something something we are talking about today yeah. in January, uh, you know, might have completely changed or evolved in yes. three to six months. Exactly. <laughs> I think you know. Uh, one point I want to mention that is the security thing that you mentioned. I still, I you know, I want to log into this Coinbase and then you know try to buy some crypto. I really want to do that, but uh in some countries you know in india especially there's a lot of uh things regarding the crypto whether you know to buy it or to store it it's a lot of rules and regulations going on and mostly i actually use some public wi-fi's and everything uh you know when i'm going out and stuff so i'm like okay <laughs> if i'm using public wi-fi i i i shouldn't have to do this because that's like oh make that's you know do a lot of stuff so i'm still skeptical but I think the point you mentioned is the knowledge in the community. It really matters a lot because everyone is, I mean, every single thing uh, new is happening. And, and I think with Web3, the one cool thing I found is uh, there's a lot of people out there to help. 
uh, rather than web 2 i mean i think since everyone is a learner these days since technology is like fast evolving more than the web 3 you know which is like uh, saturated right now i think it's kind of giving them an eye opener okay everyone is a learner so it's good it's good to make mistakes and then learn so yes. yeah Yes, and you know, and, and there's a, a thing that everyone's talking about is like building in public, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of helps with accountability. And you, you know, if you're building a community, you're you're letting them know what you're up to. You're getting community feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you make a mistake, you you should uh, you know lead by example and say, "Well, we messed up. This is how we're going to rectify it," or "This is you know this and that." So. Um, yeah, it, it, it is interesting because it's so many, we are all learning. And I feel like this is a great time for a small business, a large business to get in because mm-hmm. we are all in it together from the ground up. There's some people that, of course, been in it since, I don't know, 2013 and crypto, but you know, it, we're in a different place right now. And I feel like if you can get in right now, um, the, the community is learning. So they're more um, willing to to, uh, you know, let mistakes happen, you know, minor mistakes, you know, uh, missteps, if you will. Um, but sooner or later, everyone's going to be savvy. They're going to know things. They're going to know all the skills and they're not going to fall for anyone's BS, whether it's a large company or small. So at that point, then when you come in, you're going to have to know so much more get to enter so i feel like this is a great time for all create all i feel like all creators should get into the space and it's been like pulling teeth trying to get my creator friends they're just mm-hmm. like i don't they don't know anything about it you know yeah. and so it, it's kind of hard to 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 explain it to them in a way that um makes them feel safe and confident and excited and, and see how it can benefit them, you know, where it seems like it's a lot, a lot to learn, a lot to take in, a lot to do. Um, and I think once different companies figure that out, because, you know, you, you talk about marketing on your podcast, and I think this is where, you know, the the best marketers for certain companies like Starbucks, they're the ones that are going to help their companies win, you know, yeah. and, and get into this space because they're going to be like, okay, this scares them. They don't, our, our target doesn't like this. What makes it easy for them? How do we name it? What are the processes to, to make it a seamless entry into the space where maybe they don't even know it? They don't even feel it, you know? So yeah. I, I think marketing is going to be the key to getting, you know, like you said, the metaverse to be full-blown and adopted, widely adopted. Understood. And just to add to that one point, I think uh, one newsletter I found is that a social media examiner so this guys what they did was they actually uh, released this uh, newsletter called jump news and where we can mint an nft and it, then it is automatically subscribed and we will receive you know news about uh, metaverse and everything so th- i think that's the first time i saw someone putting an nft you know for newsletter subscription uh, i think it was pretty new for me i think for me at least is the first time have you seen anything like this before people putting nfts as newsletters I have just recently, though, like maybe within the last month, and I forgot who oh. it was for, but it was someone with a significant, uh, you know, social media following. Mm-hmm. They're they're considered like a leader in the space. I remember, and I was like, okay, that I was free newsletters, you know, 
free podcasts to listen to that provide, um, you know, information on a daily, weekly basis. And they, you know, that they're trusted and they keep up to date and they stay pretty neutral. Mm. Um, so you can get all sides because as in any industry, you know, it's a spectrum and you can get some hardcore and, you know, yeah. different people with different beliefs that want to attack certain things in certain ways. Um, so I wouldn't personally, but that's pretty smart that that person, you know, use the entity in, in, in that way. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That makes more sense. Uh, so let's see, just one question I want to ask is this always, I ask the guest out of the box. Uh, is it morning or evening that what time is it? It's morning. It's 9.30 in the morning. Okay. So who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? Oh, that's that's super easy. That is my 10-year-old son. We call him the supernatural bear because <laughs> I put together uh, the 3D printer that he got for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's awesome. So I made him smile. He's super excited. And I'm excited too because I'm uh, I nerd out on, on stuff like that. And I'm, you know, he's gonna be making uh printing things for his transform custom transformers. And uh my first test is to come uh to print this what I saw on one of the uh, 3D printing uh, websites is a holder for Uno cards, you know the mm -hmm. Uno yeah. game. It holds them and it just clicks in. The design is amazing. Um so I'm excited for that. So yes, I made him smile with the 3D printer building. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. So uh, this another question is um I mean I don't usually ask this but from your accent and everything I saw do you speak Spanish? See sí. <laughs> uh, okay, because when you said when you were speaking like Argentina, you were you know speaking in that particular word like Argentina, something you were saying. I was like, ha, ah, interesting. <laughs> I think she speaks Spanish. So I, I was yeah, like, yeah, and I just and I realized too uh, that I said I think I said Mexico regular and then Argentina. It's just because I go in and out. <laughs> You know, it's funny. So, yeah, I do. <laughs> Interesting. Because one of the reasons I really like Spanish is that, I mean, I've, I've been wanting to learn it for a really long time. But uh, there's a series called Mind Your Language. It's a very mm -hmm. old uh, English uh, series. So in that, uh, you know, that'll be a guy called Juan Cervantes. He speaks Spanish like really well. And, you know, it is in a funny way. So I really love that language, you know, por favor and everything. Like, yeah, that's one of the few, <laughs> only few words I know. So, yeah, that's what I want to ask. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> great so cool so let's see before going to the final section uh you know just uh two things i want to ask is so we've been talking about web3 community a lot and how you know people can be really useful uh it would be great if you could brief on how you build you know this community and you know what if someone wants to build a community in the web3 in their own city or you know state uh what would be your suggestions so, you know, for a, a company or an individual and they want to get into this space, I, I say you have to go where um, the people are, right? And uh, currently, it's mostly Twitter until it's not, right? Because a lot of things are happening over there. Um, and then, you know, there's Discord, which I'm not a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan of of companies um, or projects that use it in, in, a, in a nice way. They have great moderators and stuff. There's... a Telegram, a lot of people use Telegram as well, which is like the WhatsApp. It's like yeah. a newer WhatsApp. Um, and so, and it's about, I think it's um, connecting yourself with people that are in the spaces that you want to be in. You know, Web3 encompasses so many different things. So I feel like if you're a creator, you know, follow other creators in the space. Um, mm -hmm. A great thing that I've experienced this entire time is that um, people's DMs 
a way to contact them without really knowing them are really open and they're really about helping because I think we all understand that this is only going to grow and get better with the more people are in it. Community collaboration. I feel like community collaboration are the two main factors to, to, to grow in this space. Um, I also feel like there's, like I said, a lot of different newsletters, a lot of different podcasts. Um, and also I just want to put it out there. If anyone wants to reach out to me, I have, you know, you say, oh, I really want to get into fashion. I have people I can connect you with, music, whatever. I'm, I'm here as a, as a source. Um, also, I feel like um, transparency and consistency are two things I've seen communities that are thriving do on a regular basis and do well, right? You want to be consistent. Like if you're going to do a Twitter space or you're going to release certain information to your community, and you say you're going to do it on such and such day, people look forward to it. And that's how mm -hmm. you, you you build that, right? Um, transparency, like I said, building in public, saying, you know, we're we're trying to figure this out or, you know, we, we, we that was a misstep. But, you know, people people love that. It's accountability. And I feel like if you if you do those things, then people feel safe. And, mm -hmm. and they're willing to 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 ride with you and support you and until it goes into the ground, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I also feel like you you don't try not to ask your community that you're building for stuff. Try to provide as much value as possible, you know, mm -hmm. be the source, become become the number one source for whatever you're trying to build, you know. For, for you, um, Jeff, if, you know, you want to be the number one source for marketing podcasting or podcasting in general, you know, I'm sure you already do this, but, you know, say in this space, you would just want to provide as many, uh, you know, uh, resources and information that would be of value to your community. And I think those main things, if you do that on a consistent basis, then, then you can only win because it's not about the, I feel like people mistake this it's not about the numbers right it's mm. not about yeah having thirty thousand followers it's having maybe a thousand followers but they are hardcore supporters of your vision and your company or your project and that's how you win especially in the space like mm. one thing uh, i think spotty wi-fi mentioned he's like i don't need twenty thousand people to buy my record i just need a hundred yeah. if you think about it you just need a hundred. And then from those NFTs, when they sell those, he still gets those profits, you know, mm -hmm. but he's also building a community and providing so much uh, value to his community that, you know, people can't deny it. And they're like, wow, I'm getting so much. And, you know, maybe for just this, you know, entry fee. And mm -hmm. so I feel like if you do that, then you can only win. And also just everyone's about helping each other. So just reach out and and align yourself with a similar community perhaps and mm -hmm. if they're are really about this space then they will definitely be like yeah let me show you or let me connect you with such and such services or person people and mm -hmm. um you know let's grow together and and i feel like that's the sentiment at the end of the year the different spaces of people what they're being you know what they're grateful for and what their goals are for for 2023 um whether it's creators or big companies um i was in a big space about resolutions for personal and web3 um a couple of weeks ago and uh with unstoppable web and and it was all across the board mm -hmm. collaboration you know, yeah, we're, we're beyond community now. We know that that's like the staple of, of how to how to move in this space. But I think it's about collaboration, not competition. Like someone's doing something similar. That doesn't affect me. 
Let's collaborate and let's win together. And I love that spirit that I'm seeing, at least on my end, on my neighborhood of of Web3. So, yeah, so that those are the tips that I have for anyone. Awesome. Well, that's really comprehensive, actually. I think that's when, you know, this community, I think, has evolved a lot with the name because previously it was Facebook, you know, groups and everything. And even that is like extremely saturated, but there are still a lot of groups that's, you know, still active and participating. And uh, LinkedIn, I think they tried, but I don't think LinkedIn was very, uh, you know, successful in it. And But I think for Discord, just for the, you know, their UI and UX, you know, it's kind of like getting pretty popular for the Web3 mode. So cool. Uh, definitely, I'll definitely, you know, jot on all these tips and, you know, put in the description summary as well. I think people can be find it really helpful. So, uh, you know, it's just one final thing. Uh, I think this regarding the NFTs, because I think you're going to speak about or, you know, uh, is it already done? You're going to speak on the NFT.NYC. I saw a recent post. It's going that's, to... in, that's in April. April. Okay. So it's going to be like, um, you know, would you have any thoughts regarding the NFT? Because one of the reasons why I didn't start this podcast when the NFTs was in the trending space, because I mean, I would have got a lot of listens, but the issue is, it was all about trading, but I knew it would definitely, you know, shift to this technological basis for to be used as a marketing tool. So I wanted to wait until then. When I saw this news that NFT sales hasn't declined by 80%, I was like, ah, this is the perfect time to talk about NFT technology rather than sales. So do you have any point? Uh, for, because since you have been the graphic design space, I think from 2001 or something, I think uh, you can definitely give a lot of value in the NFTs. So any pointers that you want to give to the audience? So for pointers as 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 in releasing an NFT or just yeah, for releasing and you know trying to earn you know for a music artist or someone for a normal artist or you know a podcaster just in general uh, how can they use the NFT? Got it. Okay, so uh, there's different ways you can use an NFT. As for the creators, it's pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Um, there are, are creators that are using it in unique ways, um, as far as like music or art, and you know, also you don't have to provide utility as an artist, as a what, what is called the one-on-one artist, where you're not doing a huge collection and you're just kind of releasing art as you come out. Your utility, you know, it just comes with they bought an amazing piece of art. And, and yeah. that could be it. So there doesn't need to be that stress or that pressure to do something like that. But for, say, small companies, you want to release uh, an NFT, you can use, you know, Starbucks as a model, as a membership, right? You want people to, to use your product, your service more often, and they get uh, a reward, you know, by being the using it for the 10th time or something like that. You can use that. Um, a, a unique way to use nfts came with we were going to do um uh, a small conference uh all metaverso conference in puerto rico ponce puerto rico but then hurricane fiona happened right mm. so two uh one of our uh advisory board members elizabeth she's a web3 attorney her um mother runs this amazing montessori school for grade grade uh, uh aged children in ponce they were you know, very affected, impacted by the the hurricane. And so another one of our community leaders who is a developer got, they got together, like who are the, when, when tragedy happens, you know, especially because it's via internet, we don't know who are the trusted sources to give our money to that will directly yeah. 
go to the people in need. And so they were asking these questions and, uh, you know, it was a trusted source because it, it was a, a school in a, in a town in an area that she grew up in. And then and then here is this developer that was asking, how can I help? What can I do? They joined forces and they created an NFT project. Not only is the NFT went directly to the kids, it was a beautiful thing. The kids had no electricity. So the yeah. NFT was artwork that was created by these four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old children that were affected by the hurricane. And it depicted their actual feelings. And then those mm -hmm. were made into NFTs. And it was like maybe the equivalent at the time to $5. You could, for those who wanted to donate and are, you know, don't have a wallet and, you know, didn't understand, there was a link to donate directly. But if you were part of web three, you know, connect your wallet. It was safe. It was from a trusted source. And then that money went directly to those students and to that community. And then also it was a learning opportunity because Elizabeth, the web three attorney who had never done anything like this, was looking at the back and setup, learned how to do that. Learned, she taught the, the children. They saw their physical artwork be turned into an NFT, how that went out to the people, how the mm. money went back. They saw the entire system in real world use. And so, you know, people are out there thinking of NFTs in so many amazing, you know, groundbreaking ways. So now what started off as something, you know, you 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 don't make a donation during time of, you know, a, 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 a hurricane or, or some type of devastation. That's a one time donation. The money goes out. That's it. Well, now, because of Web3, this community has ongoing yeah. money, yeah. ongoing education, ongoing streams of income, knowledge because of Web3 technology and that yeah. those types of things, Jeff, or what keeps me hopeful and passionate about the Web3 space. So there's so many different ways that you could use the NFT. Um, and, you know, it's going to take innovators uh, and creatives that are coming to this space. And it's just like, not, let's not just take what we do on a regular basis business-wise uh, or creative-wise in Web2 and just apply it here. It's like, what are innovative ways? You know, we 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 got connected with, hopefully we're going to be doing a, a uh, an event there in, in, I'll say it right, Mexico this year, later on this year. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a farm. It's a farm that they use Web3 technology. Uh, they do regenerative agriculture and they use it for traceability and distribution. So Web3 technology, you know, can also be used for, um, you know, the, the, the supply chain. And could change that. And, and uh, there's different uses, but NFTs are are here to stay, whether they're called digital collectibles or they're called something else. Um, there's all these different ways that they can be used. If your idea is something that you're like, oh, I wasn't able to do that in Web 2. Well, maybe you can do it in Web 3. And there's a community out there waiting for you to, to help you and support you. Wow, that's pretty awesome. And I think I really saw a lot of NFTs, you know, for charities and uh, a lot of other use cases. And I think this is a pretty good example of how, you know, NFTs are being used. And so guys who are listening, if you still haven't started, you know, go and test it out. I mean, I don't think, you know, minting, there are a lot of free minting platforms available as well. So I don't think it would cost you much, uh, you know, to mint an NFT. So yeah, that would be great. So uh, Ritzy, thanks again, you know, for being on the show. It's been so awesome. And if people were to find you, you know, uh, to contact you, what would be the best places? Uh, it would be really helpful to hear that. 
you can uh you can reach out anywhere on olametaverso.io i'm on twitter at r-i-t-r-i-t-z-y underscore p so at ritzy underscore p my dms are open you can reach me there um and i'm on, at ritzy p on all social media awesome that's great so guys i definitely link everything in the description so you can go and definitely check them out and uh let's see uh right now uh table's turn is there anything else that you want to ask me yes um how do you how long have you been in web3 you know i you work for you said you work for a blockchain company and and what excites you about web3 so i'm actually working this company for almost a year and a half and uh the one interesting thing i found is that uh you know from the start itself when i started exploring the nfts is the uh the utility you know if you create an nft and the direct connection with between the people because as a podcaster i've been podcasting for almost like three and a half years this is kind of my second show i have a first show called just podcast academy it's basically full about podcasting so i even worked with a few clients you know regarding micro editing clips and all that so during that time i really wanted to i had a lot of knowledge you know and thought to share with people uh i even wrote a lot of medium articles i wrote a lot of things but uh nothing seemed to connectly you know connect with that audience because if you write on medium uh i think the issue is you get like five ten articles read for free and then you have to you know buy the things i thought of building a website but my brain was really stuck you know with the coding and everything i couldn't uh, take that i was in college and i just got a job and it was pretty hectic so i think the exploration for the nfts was been uh, you know interesting thing and with the metaverse i think uh, you know like i said marx you know view and you know forecast and all those things that guys have uh, i think uh, the metaverse also is something that really excited because i told my boss like i just want to focus on the metaverse so i'm like trying to focus all my cases on you know metaverse healthcare because i think that's like uh, sorry i'm talking too fast <laughs> it's it's one of my few cases so yeah the metaverse healthcare has been a really interesting case for me a lot of things are happening people using vr headsets to reduce pain i mean how is that working so it's kind of intriguing i'm learning that how it's working and all so yeah that's what's pretty exciting and so here and a half and i don't know i i'm like finding new technologies every single day i started with the you know talk thinking about blockchain and ended up in metaverse who knows what i'm going to do next so i think it's pretty interesting to learn that yeah Well that's amazing. And I I think last night I sent you I saw your post about uh you know medical in the in the metaver- yeah. and metaverse yeah. and I sent you um uh, a DAO empty DAO yeah. to, to check out um you know I think what they're doing is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um they claim to be the first uh medical DAO, you know, in mm. in web3 uh but we'll see, you know, what they're So I'll be interesting I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on that since I know that's mm-hmm. one of your interests and focus. So yes. yeah, reach out and let me know. Definitely, definitely. I should check their LinkedIn. I'll definitely reach out to any one of the people and then definitely give them some. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh Jeff for having me. It's been awesome and uh, you know, I'm here as well for for you or anyone else to to continue to build in this amazing space. Awesome. So guys, thanks so much for listening and uh like I said everything is in the description so you can reach out to her and I'll see you guys in the next episode.